0: Years, and that lets you save- okay. True form life. Green look-up.
1: Welcome to Exploring Mind oh. and Body with Drew Tatia. Drew is an expert in nutrition, fitness, lifestyle, and more. And he wants to help you live a healthier, longer, and more active life. Now here's your host, Drew Tatia. Welcome to another edition of nationally syndicated exploring mind and body as always thank you so much for being here Thank you for tuning in and being a part of our true form life community Whether you're listening on terrestrial radio across the country or as a podcast around the world We certainly wouldn't be here without you So we appreciate your support coming in to see what we have coming up each week throughout the week Or if this is your first time we appreciate you being here just as much Today I'm bringing on Matt Maruka and we're going to be talking about light exposure. Now, there's different types of light. This is super interesting to me because I thought about this in the past, and I think there's a lot of people in front of their computers, phones, etc., more and more iPads, whatever it is, more and more these days, and especially with things going on right now. Things may be closed down or opened up by the time you listen to this at a later date, but Regardless, we are staring at screens for a lot, much of our day, like most of our day, we're in front of a computer, or we're looking at our phone, we're sending text messages. And we're inside. We're not spending time outside. And Matt's going to talk about how there's different types of light. Blue lights, red lights, then we have sunlight. More so the blue and red we're talking about straight from our computers, straight from technology, straight from our phones. So he's got some ideas to help with this. He's going to tell you about how he himself, his health was affected negatively through screens. And through these different types of lights, that affected him negatively. And then we talk about sunlight as well, or sunlight exposure. He talked, he's talked; he got some cool glasses he's talked about, and a number of other things. But again, I think eyesight is so important, and it's a very interesting topic for me. So I hope it is for you as well. Sit back and enjoy. We got all that coming up.
0: Um this is exploring mind and body naturally improve your lifestyle one show at a time with your host drew tadia all
1: right welcome to another edition of nationally syndicated exploring mind and body you heard all about matt in the introduction so without further ado welcome to the show matt how's it going drew fantastic super excited to have you on the show thanks so much for your time and joining us today yeah, my pleasure. All right, so Matt, I always give my I always give my guests a chance to talk with our audience here a bit for the first few minutes. Maybe you could take a step back and uh, let us know who you are, what you do, maybe how you got into what it is that we're going to be talking about today.
0: Yeah, so I am fascinated by the biologic effects of light. That is my passion. That's what drives me, and that's what I focus on. I became interested in how light affects health after struggling with some health health issues uh, when I was, you know. Pretty young, around high school, and so on. And since then, I've been studying and experimenting with pretty much everything I could, I could try that made sense to me, in order to try to heal those health issues, which range from gut issues, digestion, gas, bloating. Uh, you know, not the most uh, pleasant things to be experiencing, especially at you know at a young age. Um, things like headaches I was having every day. And allergy symptoms as well from pollen and, and inability to really enjoy a beautiful spring day. And I think a lot of people can resonate with a lot of these things. So I found some huge benefit in diet after having been sort of failed, if you will, by Western drugs and that kind of thing. And even uh, certain naturopathic solutions didn't quite help me out. Um, but even diets weren't enough to fully heal the things that I was struggling with the most certain allergy symptoms and whatnot. So I kept looking further and I learned about this research in the last couple of decades about how we have these, you know, engines in our cells known as mitochondria that produce all of our energy, of course, when we breathe oxygen and burn it with the hydrogen from our food that happens in these mitochondria. And I began to learn that our modern indoor technology-based lifestyle that's fully deficient in healthy full-spectrum sunlight exposure is actually really detrimental to the function of these mitochondria, our cellular engines. And it's to an extent that we can't reverse the, let's say, damage caused by this indoor lifestyle with just a healthy diet. In other words, we need to get straight to the source. We need to fix that issue and combine it with things like healthy exercise and a healthy diet. But if we don't fix that root issue that we're spending so much time indoors, especially young kids today on screen devices and whatnot, and people working in offices, then we're going to face the consequences of that in our health, um, no matter how clean our diet is or how great our supplementation is. And, and that's really what's been driving me because I wasn't aware of that. And so my goal is to make others aware of the risks of the, you know, the indoor lifestyle where we're constantly grew to, glued to tech devices and whatnot today.
1: So for you, what was it, how did you go to light? Like you were dealing with your own health issues and then you're like, oh, light must be the reason.
0: How did that? Yeah, happen? well, it, it wasn't right. It wasn't quite that simple, obviously, but um, I had, I had gotten into the paleolithic diet, which I imagine you're familiar with. Um, and I was eating a more, you know, just natural foods, uh, grass fed meats, wild, uh, sustainably caught seafood, organic vegetables and fruits and in season plant food. And uh, I had such a actually big improvement in my health. And it was only that after a few months that I was still having certain allergenic symptoms that I was thinking, okay, well, I thought I was totally fixed. And this was the answer. But clearly, because no matter how much stricter I made my diet, um, removing allergenic foods and doing gut healing cleanses and taking probiotics and taking tons of supplements and working with functional medicine doctors, I wasn't able to, to continue to advance. Um, I learned about a, a very interesting, um, like I said, this field of study in particular, there was one blogger in the one foot in and one foot out of the paleo community, who was uh, named Dr. Jack Cruz. He's based out of the New Orleans area in the in the Gulf South of the United States. And he was sort of, uh, he was promoting the paleolithic diet, but he was kind of taking it a step further and saying, you know, it isn't just, it isn't just a food that's not paleolithic. Our environment in particularly our light exposure today is a serious issue that uh, people aren't looking at and it turns out based on the research again from the last hundred years and even in the last just 20 30 years that light is absolutely essential for a lot of processes in the body first and foremost what they call the circadian rhythm which is the ongoing 24-hour rhythm or beat if you will that occurs in our body and within that beat or that rhythm all of our hormone secretions, all our sleep and wake cycle, our growth, our metabolism, our repair are all coordinated and timed within the circadian rhythm and and fluctuate with it within a 24 hour daily cycle. And so The use of uh, artificial lighting since its invention in the late 1800s and since it's become more and more advanced in the last few decades has been able to progressively disrupt our circadian rhythm more and more and more and cause uh, a lot of health issues associated with sleep disruption and mitochondrial dysfunction that, you know, are not um, necessarily healable with just healthy food alone.
1: Okay. So where did you find this research or is it from the specific doctor you're talking about?
0: Yeah. So this doctor, Dr. Cruz, um, he is, like I said, he's a a blogger and a neurosurgeon. So, you know, some very, uh, high level sort of individual cutting people's brains open every day, but, um, was struggling on, on his own as well with, um, not being able to solve his own issues he was having with his metabolism, weight and whatnot, even though he tried the paleo diet standard practice. And uh, so he pointed me ultimately to a huge uh, wide variety of more formal scientific researchers studying the mitochondria and biologic effects of light. So one of the first of whom who, um, I started to learn about and then actually learned that he was working in my home city of Philadelphia. And so I went in and actually met this guy. His name's Dr. Douglas Wallace and he works at the University of Pennsylvania. So one of the Ivy League universities in the United States, like the top tier. And also um, he works at the Children's Hospital of Philadelphia doing research, which is one of the top children's hospitals in the world. And essentially, Throughout his career, since the 60s, when he began studying, um, he's been studying mitochondria, right? These cellular engines in our body. While his colleagues were mostly focused on the the genes in our genome, he was studying the mitochondrial genome because mitochondria, these energy producers were inherited from a bacteria separate to us. And that's what sort of is part of evolution allowed the complexity of life. So really our you know you me our cells as complex organisms are there's a host cell and then there's these energy producing organisms that combine together to make basically what we are so 30 percent of our weight actually is these mitochondria these energy producers that our host cell sort of brought in as sort of a, a servant to make energy but ultimately that relieved the host cell of having to deal with energy production so one cell can focus on structure function protein uh, creation getting nutrients and the other organism could focus on energy production alone as, as its specialty and that's what happens in us and where both of these uh, this relationship is very critical for our existence and that both both sides of the equation, work properly. So anyway, as Dr. Wallace studied, his colleagues were all trying to find the cause and cure of the modern diseases that are harming the most people today in the nuclear genes in the body. So uh, cancer, diabetes, obesity, heart disease, Alzheimer's, autoimmune disease, autism, and so on. All of these modern chronic diseases that they don't have answers for necessarily because they aren't um, genetic. They haven't haven't been able to find them in the genes. That's what his peers were studying Uh, over time as they were unable to find these under answers because clearly the issue doesn't lie within the genes. He was starting to see that as these diseases started to explode, there is a correlation uh, with mitochondrial damage in these tissues. So, For example, in Alzheimer's, there's uh, mitochondrial damage in the brain. In heart disease, there's mitochondrial damage in the heart. He was seeing this trend and started to observe that Maybe it's the case that the diseases we're facing as a society today aren't structural defects that are caused by uh, mutated genes or genetic issues, but rather energetic defects in our cells where we're lacking enough energy to carry out certain functions properly. So, for example, he says, you know, you might have a headache. Um, Just because you have a headache doesn't mean there's an issue with the genes coding for the proteins in the brain necessarily. It could be that everything looks and appears proper structurally, but actually there is a defect in energetics, which you wouldn't necessarily be able to see if you looked at the brain with a microscope or looked at the genes. And that's what they've been able to find in his lab. So that finding kind of led me to, in that research from Dr. Douglas Wallace, led me to want to, you know, understand how can I improve my mitochondrial function? And that led me to researchers on the biologic effects of light because there's tons of evidence. I'm sure you're familiar with red light panels and so on. Tons of evidence that red light in particular, red and infrared light can improve mitochondrial function, but also that blue light, which is, you know, a key component of modern screen devices and artificial lights more so than the healing red and infrared wavelengths, can actually disrupt our melatonin secretion at night, which is our sleep molecule. And that can lead to increased mitochondrial damage and ultimately to these, based on, again, the evidence to these diseases, Dr. Wallace has been finding because melatonin is made to repair our mitochondria every night while we sleep and our devices are disrupting its secretion. And so it was a huge like, whoa, is it, could it be this simple, this, this specific facet of our biology? Could it be that you know, light is so powerful. And, and it really turns out that it is in, in so many other ways beyond those I've just described.
1: Yeah, I actually heard more recently, because of everyone's at home in front of their technology screens, whatever it is, um, the, the lights are going to be more damaging, not to not only to us, but our but to kids as well. And there's a couple places that popped up that I saw, maybe that is maybe it's not new technology, but they've been having certain types of eyeglasses to protect themselves
0: from the uh, that's correct. So actually, that's um, that's my business. I, uh, I make bl- glasses to protect people's eyes from blue light. So they're called blue light protection glasses or blue blockers or blue light glasses. But they ultimately, uh, yeah, they protect people's eyesight and health from this light which has been shown to disrupt our sleep and our circadian rhythm it's a very interesting um topic we can get more into it later on if you'd like or you know
1: yeah for sure okay so for you specifically before maybe products or the business came up how were you able to i know like so we understand the connection now how were you able to heal your health specific specifically
0: yeah so it was very interesting um process. Things I didn't think were necessarily going to work, but as I learned about the science, they started to make sense. And this was to start to reset my circadian rhythm first and foremost, right? So what that involved is very simple. In the morning, the sun comes up every day. And for a long time, people used to wake up before sunrise or just around the time the sun came up when it got light, when we had a healthy functional circadian rhythm. So I had to begin to use an alarm to just force my body to wake up at that time and um, and start to go out and see the sunrise and the other key component of that. So basically I yeah, just go outside and I would stand outside in the morning light allowed to hit my eyes and, and my skin if it was warm enough for uh, 15 to 30 minutes, for example, right. When the sun comes up and then when I would, uh, when the evening would come around, I would wear these blue light protection glasses, which were at the time, you know, Many years ago, five, six years ago, there were like some safety goggles that I got on Amazon that were super uh, cheap and kind of very ugly looking goggles, but they blocked the right wavelengths. It was the only real product available at the time. That did what i was looking to do and so between those two simple steps i was able to start to realign my circadian rhythm another option for night of course is just to use candles in the house and dimmer light bulbs and warmer bulbs like incandescent bulbs or red or orange bulbs but just those two things i did had a huge benefit i also began to sunbathe uh, but i was very pale and and and, sickly looking because i had never i never saw the sun when i was growing up because i didn't know it was even necessary or beneficial in any way so i had to really slowly build up my exposure but eventually i was able to get a very nice tan and start to get the benefits of vitamin d which is essential right now especially given that vitamin d is essential for our body's innate immune system to function properly and it isn't as effective when taken from supplements according to various uh, research so as it is when it's naturally created from sunlight So I began to build up my um, vitamin D levels by going out and exposing myself to more midday sun or later morning sun. But at the morning sunrise, there's not much risk of of any sunburn. There's none really because the sun is so uh, it's much weaker when it comes over the horizon. But after a couple hours, it starts to get stronger. So i had to be you know really careful with my exposure and i always recommend if people begin to sunbathe you have to be you know starting with five or ten minutes if you're pale and just building that up five or ten minutes a day and you can begin to get a nice tan and you stay out until your skin gets a little pink and then you go back inside and you can do the same the next day but you just don't want to get burned because that's obviously not good for the body and uh, it was these basic steps plus you know i started taking ice baths uh that was something else i learned about from this guy dr cruz uh from a scientific very scientific perspective like wim hoff the ice man is focused on these ice baths and the benefits of that but I learned about it from this doctor, this neurosurgeon, uh, about the benefits for these mitochondria, you know, which is something the Ice Man doesn't necessarily talk about, although he knows it's intuitively good for the body, not necessarily exactly why. Um, but anyway, that was a hugely beneficial thing for me to do on a regular basis: getting a cold river, getting the ocean, getting the lake, getting an ice bath that I, I poured for myself, and uh, just, you know, all, between these things, plus eating that healthy diet that I was eating before, and trying to be more seasonal about it. I was able to really just start to see some serious gains in my health and um, that that was my experience i think a lot of people can relate you know you go to the beach you feel really great if you're in the sun um, a lot of the time and uh, just to do that kind of consistently but in a targeted fashion you can start to actually accrue some serious health benefits one thing that i just should add is that sunglasses actually um, damage the the effects of sunlight and make it even potentially damaging to our body and this is very counterintuitive uh, on many levels but the the evidence is not sufficient to make the claim like the standard uh, the standard thought processes generally do that uh, sunlight causes cataracts and ocular degeneration because these diseases have only started to skyrocket since moving to an indoor lifestyle. For example, in Southeast Asia, like Korea, China, Japan, where people spend the vast majority of their time indoors and on screen devices, they have the highest rates of myopia uh, where people need glasses to see. It's something like 95% to 99% of people there are myopic. And so, and, and um, this is not due to uh, excess exposure to sunlight and um, so on, like a lot of these uh, optical experts claim. It, it actually has a lot more to do with the fact that we're indoors on screens all the time. So something to consider. It's best to not disrupt with our, mess with our biology and where the sunglasses are Wear those glasses because it it will diminish the benefits we can get from the sun, if not totally overturn them.
1: So, would if you wear these glasses? Like I understand, like we have different lights, so screens being important because we're always looking at them. If you wear these glasses, will that save your eyesight as well as improve your health in different ways?
0: Yeah, that's a great question. So, with blue blocking glasses, um, one just as I kind of mentioned, one key is they're not meant to be worn outdoors in full spectrum sunlight. So only when we're indoors behind windows or under artificial lighting Um, windows also reduce the some of the beneficial wavelengths of sunlight the infrared wavelengths because windows are made to reduce the heat to save on air conditioning costs and this in turn affects our health but yes blue light blocking glasses especially when used at nighttime can have a really beneficial uh, impact on health because when you use a nighttime, there's different types of blue blockers there's daytime blue blockers that reduce the blue light by a portion because you don't need to reduce all of it just a just a fraction of it to minimize uh, damage to the eyes and hormones but at night we, we eliminate all the blue light with our nighttime lenses and these this allows uh, the brain to to not have the blue light stimulus that says wake up wake up and so the brain can start to produce uh, secrete melatonin at the proper time after the sun goes down and then uh, this increased secretion of melatonin can lead to deeper sleep improved restfulness and so that's where the biggest benefit of these glasses can come in
1: so if you're looking at a screen
0: that's preventing natural melatonin from Yes. It, from sleep. Yes, exactly. There's a lot of really, it's amazing to me too, as uh, how I, I had learned these things years ago when a lot of it was more theoretical and there was not a ton of data. There was good data on it, but not as many in vivo studies um, on humans and, and living organisms. It was just more mechanisms. You know, they found these receptors in the eye that receive blue light wavelengths and stimulate to the circadian centers in the brain. So it was really mechanisms based. But once they started to do more and more studies on, you know, animals and humans, they were able to see that, yeah, blue light, because we have a third type of photoreceptor that was discovered in the last 30 years in our eyes, there's the rods and the cones that people know for, for color vision. But then there's the third type of cell they discovered called retinal ganglion cells, just like the rods and the cone cells. The retinal ganglion cells, though, they only have they have one type of pigment called melanopsin. And unlike rods and cones that have pigments sensitive to all of the colors, melanopsin is specifically sensitive to blue light wavelengths. That's why blue light controls our circadian rhythm. And um, this, this part of the The eye, the retinal ganglion cells, they send signals not to the visual centers of the brain, but directly to the hypothalamus, which is the master metabolic regulator of the brain um, that controls the endocrine system, the hormones, and our circadian rhythm and our metabolism. So we want to not have that blue light disrupting our sleep at night i kind of lost track of your question there but um
1: <laughs> that's yeah a, that's good cool. you answered my question i understand what you're saying so
0: yeah so it's it was about yeah the, just basically the studies the point is it's very clearly shown that um yes screen devices and the blue light going through the eye especially screens because we look at them straight on um these these retinal ganglion cells that are sensitive to blue light they're located in the inner retina particularly so you actually need a pretty direct light stimulus and if you have lights over your head or to your side or behind you it isn't nearly as uh profound as a screen. And to make matters worse, our screens have a very high concentration of blue light. Thankfully, though, they've started to add things like night shift. And I recommend everyone has night shift on their iPhone on all day long at the fullest strength. And then at night, people can Google how to make your iPhone screen red. And there's a a setting in the color filters in the accessibility settings. People can YouTube Google that and people will be able to find how to make your iPhone red with a triple click accessibility shortcut, where you can just click your home button three times and your phone will turn red. And I recommend using that at night. So Yes, there's some stuff. There's a lot that, that can be done about these things.
1: That's cool. Okay, so I gotta tell you, when I'm working
0: at night, I turn my screen brightness down. Does that help at all? Or is that- Yes, it, it actually it does. Um, I mean, it's it's not the ultimate solution, but it's better than having it as bright as possible. Let's just put it that way. Now, I'll just throw another curveball, which is where the new the nuance with this stuff when we're talking about disconnected modern technology gets very it gets very nuanced. Um, when you turn the brightness of the screen down below a certain threshold, in general, with most screens and phone screens, it actually increases the rate of something called the flicker effect. So the lights, like fluorescent lights that everyone knows in offices, you can sometimes actually see them flickering. But even when you don't see them flickering, there's still a flicker happening in the light because they're attached to this electrical grid, which isn't direct current. It's alternating current, which means the electrical current is I'm shaking my hand back and forth really fast right now, but no one can see me. But it's constantly going on and off. And it appears to be consistently on, but it's actually constantly going on and off. And so um, with our lights, our brain picks that up, even though we don't visually see it and it's stressful and it can cause headaches and migraines, which I learned obviously after the fact, I was the only time I ever got migraines pretty much was when I was inside under fluorescent lights. So, um, the point is with your screen, it's better to download software called. So we've already talked about the iPhone night shift all the way on during the day. We can see, you can set it from 12 o'clock PM to 11 59 AM. I recommend people re-listen to this if they can, but then, um, and then the red setting, Google search, how to make my iPhone red for nighttime for the iPhone, for Android, you have to download these software we're going to talk about for the computer. There's a software called Iris Tech, Iris, I-R-I-S. That is the best because you don't have to turn, you can turn your brightness down at night too. But when you turn your brightness down with Iris, it's specially designed so it doesn't increase the flicker rate of your screen, which is a real uh, benefit because that's a a subconscious stressor to the brain and these systems. But also the biggest thing is you can just remove the blue light. So I keep iris on all day and at night I just make it go from like a warm color to really red so that there's no blue light and like this disrupting my sleep. And I wear my glasses too for any other lights around me. Is this iristech.co? Yes, that's exactly right. And it's, it's, uh, I believe it's like $2 or $3 a month, or you can buy it for life, like for $15 for anyone who doesn't have that disposable cash, although it's a very small amount, there's a free software called flux F dot Lux or just get flux.com, but iris is better. Um, in its ability to change the colors to your own preference and in the fact that you can take down the brightness within the app Iris without affecting the flicker, according to the, the people who put it together.
1: Were you saying that if you put your if you put your screen brightness down too low, it's actually worse because it's that flicker that your eyes don't pick up what
0: your brain picks up? that's correct so i wouldn't necessarily say it's worse it's it's probably the lesser of the two evils um than having the screen be super duper bright but it's also not it's just let's just say it's not optimal okay yeah let me ask you about pinhole glasses real quick (laughs) pinhole glasses yeah sure i would say that they could theoretically maybe help you if you're trying to exercise your eyes in some way but um honestly no, I don't think they are a, I don't think they're a good solution to really count on the reason that the eyes is a really essential organ in the body. And in addition to the brain and the heart, which are two of the most diseased organs in our modern lifestyle for the reasons I've discussed, because they have the most mitochondria, they have the highest energy requirements. So our energy deficient environment, because we never go out in the sun and we're draining ourselves with artificial light at night that disrupts our sleep. I hope anyone can re-listen to that sentence because it's really tells a lot, but, um, because of this, these tissues, these organs are declining in their function. And that's why we see the most disease in, in Alzheimer's and in heart disease, because they're two most energy demanding tissues. But the eye is another one of the most energy demanding tissues, particularly the retina has a higher concentration of these mitochondria than anywhere else in the body. Uh, so it's, it's a, yeah, the, the process of vision, let's just say is ex- exceptionally energy demanding. And you could imagine so, because I mean, look around us, like it's pretty colorful, the world. And it's something we, we base a lot of our life on our vision. Point being, that um this eyesight decline progressively is is no surprise given the, the mitochondrial disease epidemic we're facing today the point is that th- it's simply in my humble opinion um the primary cause is this chronic exposure to technology on a regular basis that especially that's disrupting our sleep and disrupting our mitochondrial function and a total deficiency of time basically in the sun and in nature connected to the earth barefoot and so on which naturally optimize uh, a lot of the energetic processes in our body. And so I believe, and I've actually know multiple people who practice um, these ideas that I've learned about because they've learned about them as well. Um, I never had glasses, but I know people who have actually reduced their prescription by getting uh, regular exposure to sunlight and minimizing their exposure to artificial light. But I will not, I can't, you know, first of all, I'm not making any medical claims here that this is fully possible. And if someone did want to try it, it does take because of how much our modern lifestyle is damaging us to do something like improve vision. It, it is not an easy feat. It definitely takes it would take a lot of commitment. Um, so yeah.
1: Awesome. All right. Well, thanks for clearing that up, Matt. We, uh, we just have a couple minutes. If there's anything that we missed, you're welcome to add that in otherwise, or, or, and excuse me, you're welcome to let us know where we can reach you, or maybe we can find out more details, details about purchasing some of these glasses of yours.
0: Yeah. Thank you so much. Well, um, I think for a short interview we've covered a lot <laughs> like we've had a lot of things uh always love to do another one sometime if you're interested um, for me so my Instagram is somewhere people can follow me and check out uh, you know just what I'm doing I'll be I'll post stuff as it comes along there it's the light dot Diet, so it's a diet of our light exposure. So the light diet. Um, Likewise, for my my business, my products, we make these blue blocking glasses that are exceptional. They're developed with this doctor, Doctor Jack Cruz, who's one of the leading experts in the field. And we're constantly looking to improve our technology in every way possible. And and of course, the key thing for me is that not just do do we just have the uh, high quality lenses that block the right wavelengths based on the evidence available in the literature, but also. We have, um, attractive frame styles that people are actually stoked about wearing. And I actually get compliments on my red lenses where I'm wearing them out at night all the time. So that's raw optics, uh, is the name of the company raw, like the Egyptian sun god, that's R a, so raw is the sun, the Egyptian God of health, medicine, and sunlight in particular. That's why I named the company after raw. Um, so again, raw optics, that's R a optics.com. People can check us out there. And, um, Yeah. So that's, that's where people can find us. We have an Instagram raw underscore optics, and that's uh, where people can, Oh, and one other thing I'm going to be starting a podcast actually called the light diet podcast, where I'm specifically going to dive into various facets of this topic, um, how light and mitochondria and these various things play together. So uh, people can check that out if they're interested as well. And, uh, yeah. That's, that's pretty much it. All right, Matt, thanks so much. And uh,
1: all the best with the business and with the glasses and improving people's health in different ways. Appreciate you. Yeah, likewise. Appreciate
0: you too. Take care.
1: All right, that's going to wrap things up for this edition of Exploring Mind and Body. As always, thank you so much for tuning in. Thanks for sticking around till the end and being a part of our True Form Life community here on Exploring Mind and Body. If you want more details, all past shows are going up on exploringmindandbody.com. We're also on facebook.com slash trueformlife. We're posting a couple times a day, multiple times on our story. This is all about nutrition, fitness, active lifestyle, improving digestion, increasing energy. We're always looking for different ways to help improve your health. So if you'd like to check us out there, you're definitely welcome to follow us along to see what we have going on. Sometimes we talk about upcoming guests, past guests, and we always post these shows there as well in case you miss it. You can always subscribe to our channel as well on Spotify. You can follow along there. We're on iTunes also, so you can subscribe to iTunes. And then we're also on Instagram.com slash Drew Taddea. And we're also posting. Sometimes we do some fun contests and giveaways. So we're always trying to think of different ways to keep you interested, engaged, and help you understand that health and wellness can be fun it can be exciting we just have to think outside the box and continue to move forward in different ways much like this show i love matt's topic i love that we're always bringing on diverse topics in different ways to help you stay healthy stay on top of your toes because we got a lot of things going on in the world we never know what's going to happen or what's going to come up next so it's always important to keep those immune systems strong to keep proper digestion this topic here proper vision but also how light can affect your overall health as well. So I hope you got lots out of that interview. I certainly did. Once again, more details are at trueformlife.com. This is our main website where we specialize in different ways. We have a blog there with more recipes, at-home workouts, and some of our products as well. So check us out there. Once again, thank you so much for being here. That's it. That's all I got. I'm out of here. As always, I'm your host, Drew Tadia, in health and fitness for a better world. Thanks for listening.